Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus, everyone is looking for you. Would that should be the case, that everyone should be looking for Jesus. One of the pastors who was something of a mentor to me began his sermons with a little prayer each time that says, Lord, many of us here, many are here looking for you and not one of us will be disappointed. And so it's true. None of us are disappointed today because Jesus indeed is here present in his house, present with his gifts, present with his word of forgiveness, of release. Everyone is looking for you, Jesus, but are they looking for the Jesus for the right reasons? Are they looking for him in the right places? After Jesus fed the 5,000, many were looking for him. They wanted to force him to be their king, their, their bread king that would feed them eternally, that they would never go without food. Sounds like a pretty good king to me. But that was not why Jesus came. And so he withdrew from them. And also here, everyone is looking for you. And he says, let's go on to the next town that I may preach there also. Almost as if he is saying, lest they seek me for the wrong reasons, i let my word stand as it is. Let my deeds speak for themselves. Let's spread the word some more. Many today are looking for Jesus for all kinds of reasons. Some are the right reasons. If you're here to receive life and salvation, if you need forgiveness for what troubles you, if you are afflicted by the effects of sin, your own, those around you, the fact that we live in a sinful world, then you have come seeking Jesus for relief from them. You are in the right place. You are looking for the right man. You're looking not just for a miracle man who can send fevers off with a touch and casting out the demons. You have come seeking Jesus who is a mercy man, a man who is merciful to you. Not giving what you deserve, but rather showering you with forgiveness and, and life. That is why Jesus had come. Simon and Andrew and those with him come out looking for Jesus, and they say, everyone's looking for you. And Jesus responds, let's go on. Let's go on to the next town that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. Jesus has been very busy in this gospel reading. In fact, the gospel of Mark has Jesus extremely busy. We're already only 40 verses into the first chapter. And Jesus has already been baptized, is already preaching, has already cast out demons, has already healed, and now he has healed many, many more. He has prayed, and now he will move on. Mark says, immediately Jesus this, and immediately Jesus that. Jesus is bounding from place to place, doing God's work. He's very busy in this reading. And so I kind of wonder, when Jesus says, that is why I have come out, what is the that that he means? 
Why is it that he has come out? To preach? Could be. But that evening at sundown, when they were bringing all those sick people to him, not really any preaching going on there. Hmm. What is the that for which Jesus has come? Well, back to the beginning. Immediately, Jesus left the synagogue. Remember, last week, Jesus was in the synagogue in Capernaum. And he was preaching, and they were amazed at what he had preached, that he preached as one with authority. And then in their midst there was one oppressed by an evil spirit, and he cast out that evil spirit and silenced it. And right after church, they left the synagogue and went home to the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. It's a Saturday, the Sabbath day. So they go to rest. After gathering around God's word, they go to the house. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever. Maybe this is the that for which Jesus had come. Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and they told him about her. Simon, the disciple, Peter, he had a mother-in-law. This may not tell us much about what he thought about mother-in-laws, but it certainly tells us that he was married. If you know anything of church history, if you will, then well, you'll also know that Peter is sort of attributed to be the first uh, pope. But he was married. I'm in favor of married clergy as well. <laughs> Peter had a mother-in-law, and he cared enough about her to tell Jesus about her. And Jesus didn't waste any time. He came, and he took her by the hand lifted her up, and the fever left her. With the touch of Jesus, the effects of sin are cast away and cast completely away. There's no time of recuperation. There's no convalescence. He lifts her up, the fever leaves her, and she begins to serve them. What a hospitable woman. She's been sick for, it seems to be, quite a while, the fever leaves her, and the first thing that she has on her mind to do is to wait on tables. What an extraordinary woman she must have been. Then that evening, so was that the that for which Jesus had come to, to cast out fevers and to, to, be the, to be the doctor? I don't know. Well, that evening at sundown, the people brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. Well, they had seen him heal. They had seen him cast out demons. We'd like relief from those things. Let's bring our sick and the demon-oppressed to him. And they had to wait until sundown. They had to wait until the Sabbath was over so they could carry them. Because to carry your neighbor, to carry your family member who was sick on the Sabbath day was against the rules that they had made. I don't know. Jesus uh, changes those interpretations later on, and he says, uh, Sabbath was made for the man, not man for the Sabbath. If you have an animal that falls into a hole on the Sabbath, don't you pull them out? So too I will heal on the Sabbath day. But they wait until sundown, and by their way of counting, it's no longer Saturday, it's now Sunday, a new day. 
The whole city was gathered at their door, and he healed them. He didn't say, I'm too busy. He didn't say, I'm too tired. He didn't say, it's too late. He healed them because he has compassion. He has compassion on those who are oppressed by sin and death and the devil. He touches them. He reaches out to them. He embraces them. He heals many who are sick with the various diseases and cast out many demons. It kind of reads this way in the original. He healed many who had it in a bad way, who had a bad go of things. He healed them. Is that the that for which Jesus had come out? And rising very early the next morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Wow, that's something of a miracle too. He rose before the sun. I can't imagine that. (laughs) Not so much a morning person. Rising very early, he went and he prayed. Friends in Christ, even Jesus, creator of heaven and earth, rested. You're very busy people. We're busier now, it feels like, than we ever have been. Chasing after family and kids and getting them from place to place. We're busy with our jobs. We're busy with our communities. We're busy with our churches. But you're never too busy for a Sabbath. Rest. It's not just a matter of being idle for a period of time. It's a matter of coming and hearing God's word, being refreshed in your faith, even as you are refreshed in your body. To come and hear God's word, to be released from the guilt and the shame that that you carry with you. The regrets of your past, they're washed and covered in the blood of Jesus. And that is refreshing. That is invigorating for our lives. Even Jesus took time to rest and to refresh and to pray. And if it's good enough for Jesus, well, maybe it's good enough for us. If he rested, maybe I need a rest too. And so here you are. You've come to God's house. You've, you've stood at the door. You've, you've brought yourselves, afflicted with many, with many of the effects of, of sin on your life. Maybe not a disease, but maybe a, a sorrow. Maybe it is a disease. Maybe you are oppressed by your many skeletons in your closet, the demons that plague you. You have come to God's house, to his door, looking for him, looking for relief. And you find it. Because here is his word. And where God's word is, there he is. And he has come for a that. A that for which he has come out. For everywhere he went, he brought relief. He brought relief from sin. He brought relief from the effects of sin. He brought relief from the torments of Satan and their temptations. Where there is death, he brought in life. Where there is sorrow, he brought peace. There is the that for which Jesus has come out. And he brings that peace in so many ways. He preaches the peace. He brings healing of peace. He casts out the demons bringing peace. Yes, let us go on from town to town to preach and to teach and to forgive and to set free. That is why I have come. And he goes and he does it. He goes through all Galilee, all the the little towns. He goes through the 
the Wellingtons and the LaGranges, the Columbia Stations and the Valley Cities. He preaches in their places and he casts out their demons. And you know what? He still does. He's still present. And not just the big and the glorious places, but the humble places, the small places in your life, in your house. He comes bringing you relief because we're weary. We're weary by the changes and chances of life. We're wearied by the effects of sin on our life. And so in Isaiah 40, we hear that the Lord is an everlasting God. He creates the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. And maybe these are the words that are familiar to you. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When Christ comes near and with the touch of God, we are lifted up. Our afflictions are taken from us. We begin to serve. We begin to run. We begin to lift up on as wings like eagles. That is the reversal that the gospel gives to us. It's when we are weary and when we are downtrodden, come and receive. Because this is your life. This is where you receive peace. This is the that for which Christ has come to set you free, to give you relief from sin and the effects of sin. That is why he has come out. His preaching, it never ended. It goes on today. Your relief comes in the forgiveness of all your sins. Be relieved. You are forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen. And the peace which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.